TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. And a pleasant good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Hoss here in studio. Bobby Ainbear at the Silver Slipper Casino and Resort in Hancock County, Mississippi, as we're talking a Saints victory to get to 6-7, and 28-6 winners over the Carolina Panthers, 14 points in the second quarter, 14 points in the fourth quarter to win 28-6, and really another strong defensive effort, especially when you consider the second half. The Saints now 6-7, and seven. Along with Tampa Bay, Atlanta, Saints six and seven division wise, Tampa is three and one. Atlanta's three and one. The Saints two and two. Carolina zero oh and four. And four games to go, and that's where it will all be decided. The Saints have to play at Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay will host the Saints on New Year's Eve. And as we wait to get Dennis Allen on the line, Saints head coach Dennis Allen, coach, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. So we had talked earlier, uh, really even before this game, about before you can do anything, and it's about, you know, talk about before you can talk about stacking wins, you got to stack some success. And it feels like that's what this team has done in a couple of areas, most specifically red zone, seven of eight field position, pass defense, and uh, did, did that yesterday. Yeah, look, I mean, I, I think – you know, we, we put a big emphasis on trying to improve our, our red zone, really both in both areas, offensively and defensively. Um, I thought it was a big uh, a step in the right direction. Um, you know, yesterday, uh, I think we were three of four in the red zone offensively. They were 0 of two. Um, and, and, you know, the previous week, we went four of four in the red zone uh, on offense. So, um, it's still something that I think we've got to continue to work on and improve on because, you know, really it's every time you're in the red zone, you you got a chance to save four points. And so uh, that's a big deal when you, when you start, you know, looking at how many red zone trips you have. And uh, if you kind of look at our season and you'd say, I told the players, you know, if we get one more red zone stop on defense, we're able to score one more touchdown in a given game, that's, that's an eight point difference. And that, that makes a huge difference in terms of winning and losing in our league. Now, uh, Coach Allen, when you're trying to set the tone at the beginning, I was kind of discouraged here because, you know, when you talk about hitting yardage and, you know, field position and all that, I, I thought we did not take advantage of that. Uh, we ran, the Saints ran all but one of their first 19 plays in Panthers territory. I said, shoot, we should be winning by double digits. I'm not saying got to score a touchdown every time. Uh, but you have to be a little concerned or maybe well, we got to take advantage of this especially when you start a game and you have your first 19 plays are in Panthers uh, uh, territory. Yeah, look, there's no question, Bobby. I mean, I, I don't think we took advantage of the field position that we had. I thought, you know, I thought we had a good first drive going. We were able to run the ball a little bit. Um, we obviously stalled out in the red zone, uh, which was, you know, the one time in the red zone that we weren't able to get a touchdown. And then, 
look, the the freaking turd in the punch bowl is like you get down there and you miss a a, a chippy field goal, and and that that really you know takes a little bit of the wind out of your sails, and you know, and then the uh, the next opportunity we have after a takeaway, uh, we're unable to to convert that into into points, um, and then I think it was our third drive we were finally able to kind of get on the scoreboard, so. Uh, yeah, I was disappointed that we weren't able to take advantage of some of the field position that we got in that game. Now, uh, you know, Coach Allen, the one thing when I look at we've been outstanding uh, third down defense, uh, but also Carolina was outstanding on third down defense. Now, we only were 3 of 10, 30 uh, percent, and you know that that's not good. Now, it's good defensively, but not good offensively, and uh, boy, uh you know, I always look at the measuring stick. I think you always want to be at least 65 plays. We're only able to have uh, 52 uh, plays, uh, you know, so when you look at that. But to me, when I compare our third down offense and defense, uh, I mean, uh, you know, when, when you come into the game, uh, we were 38% and defense 36.5%. So that's something, okay, uh, we got to get that fixed. Uh, third down defense, whether you're passing it or running it, uh, we we, we got to be way more successful. Uh, it's good from uh, opponent's defensive standpoint. It's good for our defense. But we can't be like basically have the same third down percentage whether we're on offense or defense. Yeah, look, no question. Um, you know, that was an area that I think we could have uh, been better at. You know, particularly on offense, I thought, um, you know, being able to convert some of these third downs and, and – uh, being able to stay on the field, we lost the time of possession in this game, and, and a lot of it, you know, goes back to third down offense, third down defense. Um, you know, defensively, we we had we were, you know, we gave up five of five on third and one. Um, you know, so that that speaks to getting them into longer, you know, third down situations. Now, obviously, um, you know, we did a good job on fourth down. Uh, but we weren't as good as we needed to be on third down. And, and look, all these situations in, in games, those are those are key areas of the games that, that help you win games. So we got to improve in those areas. Coach, second-year linebacker Nephi Sewell, eight tackles, two tackles for a loss last week, and then the, the blocked punt. I mean, literally, if you kind of stop it, you know, freeze frame, the Hecker is kicking the ball. It's Hecker's foot the ball and Sewell all touching each other at once. I mean, he was there. He, you know, came in unblocked on the outside, and, man, that was a huge play. Uh, you talk about, you know, turning a game's momentum from 7-3 to 14-3 like that. Yeah, look, I mean, you know, it was it was three phases of the game, and, and obviously that was a huge play in the game. I think they actually ruled it up. You know, a fumble. Yeah, because he actually he got, got he there so soon. Created contact with the ball before right. the punter did. So, <laughs> right. Uh, I think it. I think it actually went down as a fumble, uh, and a fumble return for a touchdown. Look, I thought it was. I thought it was great to see two young guys. Uh, you know, making that play with with uh, Nephi blocking it or causing the fumble, however you want to look at it, and Demarco Jackson being right there to pick it up and run it in for a touchdown. Uh, you know, it was awesome to see a couple of young guys step up and make some plays for us. Now, uh, Coach Allen, to stay along those lines, young players, and uh, I thought, uh, you know, he's talking about hidden yardage and flipping the field. Uh, I thought we had a big advantage except for that, you know, the missed field goal. When you talk about field position and all that, the return game, Lynn Bowden Jr., I thought he was outstanding taking over for Rashid Shaheed. 
I mean, that's one less first down you got to get. He had two punt returns for 11 and a half yard average. Uh, 12 uh, was his longest gain. So I, I, I think you would take that every game, get every game if you had that kind of production that you, know, you double digits in the punt return game. Yeah, look, I thought he made a significant improvement this week from where we were last week. You know, we kind of talked to him a little bit about, you know, getting more north and south with the returns. Don't dance so much. Uh, he took the coaching to heart. Uh, he had two punt returns where he, where he got possession of the ball, went north and south. I think they were, you know, double-digit punt returns. You know, get us one first down. Uh, and, look, we're close on the, on, the, on the one kickoff from being able to uh, break that for a long one. So I thought he hit that one really well. So there were some good things I saw in the special teams. Need to take a quick break. Mike Hoss, Bobby Bear, and Saints head coach Dennis Allen. The New York Giants play Monday Night Football. They'll also be in Caesars Superdome next Sunday at noon. Talk about that and more after the break here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Hoss, Bobby Bear, and Saints head coach Dennis Allen. And we, I guess we'll stick with our theme about these young players kind of stepping up. And Jordan Howden has been one we've, we've talked about really in, I think, the last few weeks, making the most of his time with Marcus May's suspension first and then, unfortunately, the injury. But 10 tackles, sack, forced fumble. Uh, I mean, he's, he's, it doesn't feel like he's a rookie anymore. He's making some really significant plays. Yeah, look um... – <clears throat> I thought he played overall. I thought he played well in the game. Certainly, there's some things that we that we you know got to improve on, uh, and he will. And I thought he made significant improvement. You know, last week uh, he had an opportunity to add in on the quarterback on the very last play of the game when Detroit converted that last first down. You know, we felt like there was an opportunity for him to reach for the ball and potentially knock the ball out of the quarterback's hand. Uh, he took that coaching, brought it into this week. Uh, added in on his tight end, reached for the ball, was able to get the ball out of Bryce Young's hand and ended up being, you know, creating that takeaway, getting a sack fumble. Uh, So that was a big play in the game. I thought he did some really good things in terms of his run fits. Uh, And and he's a a young guy that I think is improving every single week. Now, uh, you know, Coach Allen, everyone talks about, uh, I don't know, maybe, uh, I don't know, in the 21st century, they're a little more sensitive as of late, to me, it was no big deal. I agree with you 100%. Come on, it's football. Uh, the, you know, like, uh, you might have arguments with your wife. You have arguments with your teammate. You can't keep it uh, to heart. It's just in the heat of the battle. And you look what occurred between Eric uh, McCoy and Derek Carr. I mean, I, I thought you were right on here. These things uh, or these kinds of things happen 
on the field. I'm glad that both of them had the balls to stand up and fight. Uh, and then I wouldn't read too much into it. And, and then you just move on. If you look at it, uh, that might have light a fire because uh, Derek Carr all of a sudden has 82 of his 119 passing yards came in the fourth quarter after all that happened. So it's all a, a matter of coming together and y'all fighting for the same goal. But a lot of times when you have incidents like that, I've been part of that on the sideline and on the field. So, I mean, now they got more cameras and everything. But to me, um, the public uh, tends to make more of a big deal out of that. Uh, and I said this in the point after, after the game. I said, all of them after that happened, we scored more and played better. So, so why is that a negative? I mean, I look at it, and uh, you know, no one is going to pout and, uh, you know, going to hold a, a grudge or their feelings hurt. I think it's football. And a lot of the fans have to understand that, uh, that you're trying to compete at the highest level. And uh, I, my estimation or, or guess that it was probably something to do with the protection. <laughs> it was like, who do you call? <laughs> the Mike linebacker or whatever. And then I, I know you're always supposed to block the A-cap up the middle. I know that. You block inside out. So if I'm Bobby, just it guessing. Like you've had that experience before. <laughs> yeah, hell yes, I did. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, hey, look, you know, um, obviously you'd rather that not happen because usually when those things happen, they happen out of frustration when things aren't going the way that you want it to go. Uh, but sometimes those types of things kind of light a spark under everybody and, and kind of get everybody fired up a little bit. And I do think we played better after, after that. And so, um, look, it, it's something that it happened uh, in the heat of the battle. Uh, you address it, you move on, and here we go. So uh, I don't look too much into it more than that, and, and uh, I think those guys are going to be just fine. Now, uh, you know, Coach, so one question, because I, I think I might ask you this two weeks ago, but uh, especially what he's done, uh, because uh, all of a sudden I'm having a flashback Boy, it was a crucial third down, uh, Derek Carter, Jimmy Graham. Ooh, that was a small window, and the bottom line is Jimmy Graham, a contested catch, he comes down with the ball. And right now, he's had, what, like uh, four targets and three touchdowns, and it seems like four receptions. And the, the question I have for you is like, okay, you want the young guys to work out, whether it's Jawan Johnson, we just invested in him in a new contract. Or whether it's Foster Morrow, we bring him on board from the Raiders. But right now, if Jimmy Graham's playing the best, I don't care if he's 47. If he's playing and he's getting it done, he should be the number one option for the tight end position right now. Because we're in a production business. And we're trying to close out the season at a high level. And I think Derek Carr trusts us, uh, Jimmy Graham. So, and I'm not hating on Jawan Johnson, Foster Morrow, none of those guys. But all I know is who's producing, given the opportunities with the targets. Yeah, look, I mean, and, and you're right. It's a production-based business. And, and Jimmy, the last couple of weeks, have ha has had an opportunity, particularly down there in the red area, uh, to make some plays. And, and he's taking advantage of those opportunities. And when you take advantage of opportunities, you, you usually get a few more. I think, you know, the, the, the one uh, seam route down there uh, really was a hell of a throw and a hell of a catch. You know, I think Derek put it right where it needed to be. And, and Jimmy made that contested catch that we need guys to be able to make. And that's the one thing that he's done throughout his career 
uh, is he's been able to make the contested catches, and particularly down there uh, in that critical area of the field, down in the red area. So uh, pleased with what he's what he was able to do. I thought the the naked uh, down there on the uh, you know close to the goal line on the touchdown play. I thought he did a great job of, of finding the the void in the zone, settled in the void, made himself available to the quarterback. Uh, Derek put the ball on him, and and we got the touchdown out of it. And coach. Talking about a production-based business, uh, general manager Mickey Loomis gets win number 200, one of only six of nine kind of general manager owners, so to speak, if you will, to reach that. Uh, six of the nine are in the Hall of Fame or on their way to the Hall of Fame. It's a, it's a number uh, – it kind of has let's let it sink in a little bit, but that's pretty impressive. Yeah, look, there's no question. Um, you know, when you look at the list of people that have been able to accomplish that – uh, from the general manager position, uh, it's a pretty exclusive list. And so it's a great accomplishment for him. Uh, he's been a, a huge part of all the success that uh, the Saints have had since he's been the general manager. He's, he's uh, uh, a great boss and, and, a, and a tremendous person. And, uh, man, I think we're fortunate that we have a guy like him as the general manager, and, and I was happy for him that we were able to finally get that done. Yep. And I'm, as we go to break, I know there's only one number that would matter to him if he were here, and he would say that's the NFC South titles at seven. Make that eight. That's the only number that matters to him. Let's take a quick break. This is the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Austin, Dennis Allen, Bobby Aber back after this on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Welcome back. Mike Austin along with Saints head coach Dennis Allen and Bobby Aber and coach in prep for the game watching Tampa Bay and Carolina. Carolina had it first and goal with the one, but then the Buccaneers had a couple of tackles for a loss, ends up being a field goal. And so it made me think of it, you know, this past game, and it made me think of why you never quit? Why Paulson Adebo runs down Miles Sanders and you know knocks him out of the one yard line? Jonathan Abram tackle for a loss. Demario Davis sack, incomplete field goal, big point in the game. Yeah, look, we 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 talk about that all the time, man. Defend every last blade of grass. Give ourselves a chance to play red zone defense. Give ourselves a chance to play goal line defense. Don't ever surrender your goal line and just allow somebody to cross the goal line without having to pay the price. And uh, I thought it was a hell of a play by him. And then I thought it was a hell of a job by our defense stepping up in that situation and, uh, you know, creating a tackle for a loss um, and then ended up getting the, getting the sack and, and, you know, forcing them to have to have to kick a field goal. And, you know, particularly at that moment in the game, it was a big, big play in the game. So, um, you know, I thought I thought that was I thought that was outstanding to see that type of effort uh, being able to run them out on the one. Now, uh, Coach Allen, before I ask you a question about the Giants, uh, your next opponent who's coming uh, to the Caesar Superdome, boy, it looks like in the NFL have to has to love this as far as the scheduling. Uh, when you look at the uh, division race, now uh, you find yourself right now three-way tie in the NFC South, uh, lead with the Falcons, uh, the Bucks, and then they both play. Then uh, the Saints are going to play both of those teams to end the season. First, you got to host the Giants, and then you play the Rams over the next eleven days. So, uh, just talk about the preparation there, because that's not that's kind of a little different. We're talking about playing uh, before you finish out in the division. Playing two opponents uh, within 11 days, that being the Giants and the Rams. Yeah, look, it's a unique situation in that this year is the first year that teams 
could be chosen to play two Thursday night games. Uh, obviously, we got two of them. Uh, you know, this this time we've got to go out on the road to L.A. and play, you know, on a Thursday night. So two games in 11 days. we got to do a great job of trying to, you know, get our guys' bodies back uh, and, 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 you know, get them healed up uh, to be able to play two games in 11 days. But, you know, we got to take care of first things first. And uh, we've got to we've got to put together a good plan, and we got to come out and perform well against the Giants uh, at the at the Superdome and and take care of that one. So the the the, the motto again this week is one and zero, and we just got to go one and zero this week. And you know, uh, Coach, looking at the Giants, uh, one thing, and not necessarily been the case uh, recent opponents. You know, we've been in the plus side and, and that turnover differential turnover margin, but the Giants are right there. Uh, going into tonight's game, they're like plus five, so they've been opportunistic. So, you know, obviously that's going to be key. And then looking at uh, to close out the season, whether it was Atlanta, whether it was Carolina, uh, the Giants, and uh, that being the Saints, we have we got pretty much uh, top-notch third-down defenses. Anytime, you know, you look in the top ten, if not, uh, you know, uh, top half a dozen, and, and, and that's where the Giants are at. Uh, I want you to comment on that. And also, you know, when you're flipping the field, you're talking about hitting yardage. Uh, we've been outstanding. You look at Headley uh, punting the ball in our coverage units. Uh, but I thought maybe we might be number one. But, like, the Giants are number one. It's like the same thing, giving up baby basically five and a half yards of punt return. So that's just something that we're going to face. Because uh, I thought that was a big advantage to us over Carolina on special teams, the coverage units. But it seems like the Giants have excelled in, in, in that area. Yeah, look, they, they, they've played well in terms of their coverage units uh, and not allowing a lot of return yards. Uh, and then, you know, speaking about them defensively, uh, I think particularly over the last few weeks, they've done a really good job of taking the ball away. Uh, they've played really good on third down. They're a big pressure team. Uh, so they give you a lot of exotic looks uh, that make it challenging on your protection. Uh, and so, look, I think the key is it's okay to it's okay to convert first downs on first and second down. Uh, you know, let's play a little Canadian football and see if we can't convert, you know, on first and second down rather than having to take it all the way to third down. And, and, and uh, uh, you know, there's no rule against doing that. Well, Coach, you can't stack two until you stacked one. You took care of that with Carolina. Thanks for joining us tonight. Best of luck. Keep it going against the Giants uh, this weekend. Okay, thanks, guys. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.